Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. They could have sucked their thumb and left after the second quarter like you see some teams do. They didn't do that. So I, I hate to use the word proud, but I am. Welcome in Jaguars Drive Time Monday morning. The fight was there. The competitiveness was there. Jaguars overcoming a very slow start against the Indianapolis Colts to have a chance to win the game at the end of the game, and it did not happen. Welcome in to Jaguars Drive Time. Tough loss. They were competitive. It's kind of like what we said earlier last week is we thought they'd play well, but we didn't know if they had enough to overcome the Colts. Exactly what I thought. I didn't think there'd be a block punt. Yeah. Um, but I thought that the offense would struggle and the defense would rise, and that's exactly what happened. That's that's a good sign for where this football team is, that they can go in there and play that well. I mean, it would be a better sign if they won, and, and there was certainly a chance of it, but that's, that's what I expected of this football team to go and really compete. It's also a good sign for the defense to you – know, in the NFL, you don't do what you did to the Bills very often, no. meaning come out, never give a touchdown. I forget, I forget what the yards were. But against the Bills, you felt like the Bills were never going to score. The Bills had 194 total yards, and the Colts ended up with 295. Right. But, but in the NFL, it's about adjustments. The Colts came out and rolled the Jags in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, first in quarter, the first yeah. quarter. And you thought, okay, well, it was just sort of a fluky thing. Like, you know, but to come back and absolutely nail down that team for the final three quarters – is significant. Also, I think we can believe in the pass rush now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know if we could before, but this team's getting consistent pressure. The guys that you feel like are core pieces, Smoot, Allen, Jack up mm-hmm. front, are playing like it each week. They're mm-hmm. consistent. I think you believe in them now. At the end of the first quarter, there were two ways it could go. Same old Jaguars that right. we've seen or new and improved, and it was decidedly in the direction of new and improved. And I've got some thoughts about this, about this Trevor issue, too. Oh, it so. is. Yes, is there an issue? I'm a little... Well, no. No, I don't think so. I'm but a little, people are uh, starting to think it is. Well, we're going to put that to bed. It's overthinking. It is. But it is true. I mean, we were there. We were standing on the field, and the block punt happened, and you said, oh, here we go again. Was last week just one of those weeks where it just was going really well? And yeah, it's true. It, it had the feeling of an impending doom, and it was the opposite. Yep. Changed. Yes. Turned on a dime. Yes, it did. Let's get into big things. Big thing one is doing enough. The Jaguars' defense is doing their job. After allowing 116 yards in the first quarter, they only gave up 179 in the next three. The defense gave this team a chance to win. Now the offense has to score more points. I love the way our defense is playing. They, you know, if they keep doing that, we're going to have a chance to win every game. And us as an offense, we got to take, we got to take some responsibility and get better and um, put put the right foot forward so we'll do that we got to just stick together and we're going to do that but um, definitely need to play better big thing too is not enough this offense has scored 33 points in three games offense went three and out six of their first seven possessions they have to figure out a way to get the ball downfield teams will put eight guys in the box every game now because it's proving that it works they have to push forward I would say the greatest attribute of this team would be that you know we're no matter what people say about us, we're always going to keep on fighting. Um, and that, I feel like a lot of people can say that about their team, but I, I think it's honestly something that I truly believe that 
there's people that think that we play bad football and say that we don't have good players and at the end of the day we're just a group of cats that are going to go out there and, and keep on playing no matter what and uh, yeah unfortunately you know we turn the ball over and that's kind of how this game goes sometimes um, but you just got to move on from it. And finally, big thing three, like every Monday, is tracking Trevor, the worst half of his career to start the game in Indianapolis. Three of 14 for 36 yards, and there are people asking what is going on with Trevor Lawrence. Well, he's a rookie with limited weapons, and he will bounce back. One thing about Trevor, he's, but this one stung, I could tell. This one stung, this one hurt him, and uh, that's what's our response, my responsibility, our coaching staff and the rest of the team, pick each other up, man. It's got to go. You know, everybody's gonna, there's going to be critics, there's going to be this, but that's fine. Let's go out and beat San Francisco. We're going to get the ball in your hand again with a chance to go win the game. We're going to go do it this time. And there you have it. That is big things. It was a terrible way to end the game to see that fumble, but we knew when Trevor Lawrence was drafted, there would be highs and lows on this roller coaster of a rookie season, and, and that was the low. It was a picture-perfect low. John, you were all wound up. Why don't you just start swinging? Well, the play at the end of the game, yes, protect the ball, but fumbles at the end of the game when you're trying to come back, uh, they happen. You know what happen in every game? It doesn't happen to him every game. But this idea that he's playing poorly or uh, regressing, yes, the stats yesterday were bad. I went back and watched the first half this morning. I got through the end of the third quarter. Okay. Third quarter was rocky. First half, he didn't play bad at all. Right. There was nobody open down. No one. Well, there was one, and I'll talk about it. Uh, okay. But here's the point. He threw, what, 35 times? Yeah. Well, I, I counted so far two or three bad throws where I said, okay, he missed this guy. But even when he missed the guy, it, it was a tight window that he was throwing into. If you watched the game yesterday, I think you were there. I, I was. Um, Michael Pittman from the Colts. Running open, and I'm not knocking the Jaguars' defense. It no. happens in the NFL. You bet. Receivers get open. But not for this team right now. No, they don't. So, Michael Pittman gave Carson Wentz two or three easy crossing routes. The DJ Chark used to do. That's you DJ bet. Chark's move. Um, I did not see in the first half of that game a quarterback who was particularly inaccurate or had much to throw to. Multiple throws. Even the big play to Marvin Jones down the uh, side of the field was sort of what Marvin has given you. He's not getting incredibly open, but he does make really clutch catches. There's nothing downfield, and the offense is compressed. It is, it, it is the, word. the major factor for this team. It's why I bang so hard on get somebody here at the trade or claim OBJ. They chose not to. They've got their own reasons for that. But they... I wrote in quick thoughts. I really thought that uh, Brian Schottenheimer and Darrell Bevel called a good game. You could see them putting different design elements you know, in different combinations to try to get things open. But you use the word compressed. The safeties are squatting you know, 15 yards up the field. They're not worried at all about getting beat deep, which allows you to put one up in the box to stop the run. And that defined the first half. Oh, it totally yeah. defined the first the, you know, Those four straight drives where you had the ball near midfield, and you got nothing, three and out on every one. So there was a wheel route where LaVisca Chenault was wide open down the sideline. Beautiful design. It worked perfectly. The problem was the Colts were able to send the house at him mm -hmm. on that play because they didn't have to worry about the deep ball. And so he didn't even have time to turn back and see that. He was focused on the front side. Not He didn't get to that read. Right. And, and, and it, was, it was so distinct. 
the defenses don't respect the deep game. It's going to keep. And that's not pressing. helping the offensive line either, by not, the way. Well, exactly right. not at all. I mean, I thought the offensive line did a pretty darn good job right. yesterday. Here's the deal. It's all on James Robinson right now, and you can't win that way. If he runs strong, you have a chance at play action. If he is getting mauled at the line of scrimmage, and there were times yesterday where the Colts, it was like they were just. But it's harder for him, him to run strong with I mean. the defense compared. Well, that's what I mean. Right. And so you're at this point now where you got to get lucky. Yeah. You, you don't have the deep ball. So people who look at this quarterback are looking too micro and not macro enough and seeing the big picture. This is fixed with DJ Chark on the field. He's not here. It's fixed in the draft and free agency next year when you find him guys who create separation. Mm-hmm. There was zero separation. It was laborious to watch LaVisca on the outside trying to get down the field and make that grab that was just over his outstretched arms. He can't get away from people. That's not his game. Right. This is not to say he didn't make mistakes, Trevor. Oh, he's not perfect. He's he had some passes, I thought, in the second half, creeping in where they were there. I did count one in the first half that he missed. It was, it, it was a short one. The point is, when you throw 35 passes in the NFL, you are usually, especially as a rookie, not going to throw 35 perfect passes. I right. thought he had five, six, seven that weren't great passes. But he didn't have 19 that weren't great passes. No. He, yeah. he didn't play atrociously. Well, and I thought he made good decisions to run. Yes. I thought he's still – he has not gotten gun-shy with the rush. No. He still looks like a quarterback. I think he's going to be fine. I, I, I have, he's going to be better than zero, fine. Yeah. I no have zero concerns. problem with it. I mean, he needs to get better. But when he has weapons and you can accurately judge his ability to make the reads and to stand in the pocket strong and wait for guys to get open, you're going to see those things because we see them now when guys aren't getting open. Right. They have to fix this thing in the offseason. And I have no doubt – with the draft capital they have and the salary cap room that they have, they'll do it. Yep. They'll give him something. We also counted, I think it was at the end of the third quarter, five crucial drops. And we heard Dan Arnold said, we have to play better for this rookie quarterback. You see him take the deep shot down the sideline to Jamal Agnew. If right. he makes that catch, it's a huge momentum swing. And it's, it's right there to make. And that's, it's just every week we're talking about that, yep. every Monday morning. Yeah, the problem is uh, Jamal Agnew is supposed to be a weapon. Right. And, and uh, right now he's the weapon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's more than he bargained for. Yeah, for he would sure. have asked for a little bit more money, I think, on the free agent <laughs> yeah. side. The five drops get you to 21 of 35. Yeah. The, I know I counted at least six or seven in the first half where he's trying to throw to a guy who th- there is no room to throw. And he is a team guy. It, it, if he was a selfish player. He'd be telling you. He wouldn't throw those passes. He would just throw them out of bounds. Right. Because, it, you know, you worry about the interception. He's trying to make the best play possible. He's throwing to guys who are, who are very, very covered. That's an interception risk. He didn't care about that. Mm-hmm. He's trying to win the game. So, woo! Buckle up. I mean, you're, this is all we're going to see. The defense is going to give them opportunities. And I've got a hot take on that, so I'm going to hold off on that one. But you have eight games left, and you know how this one is going to play. So if you're evaluating the quarterback, you have to look big picture and right. see what he's working with and how they can deploy the offense. I thought Schottenheimer and Bevel did a really good job with the game plan yesterday. It just didn't work because they couldn't execute. Yes. Yeah, Shlin, I said last week I worried that Trey was going to get over-criticized the rest of the season. Yeah because it was going to look like he wasn't improving. Uh, I, think, I, I think Sunday was the first element of that. Right. It's going to continue, and I'm probably going to come in here all out of breath all year. Uh, again, that's why I was so adamant about go get him someone so that you can make an accurate read. They've decided they can do it without that, and they want to save the capital fine, but it leaves you in this position right now of really struggling to give this quarterback what he needs. Mm-hmm. Just stay off Twitter, folks. That's all I have to say. John, just take a little break, okay? Just silence your Twitter.
Let me get a nappy. <laughs> when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some highlight from yesterday's loss to the Indianapolis Colts. Jags Drive Time is brought to you by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress. And by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Call CarShield now. If your car's on a manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer repairs. Call CarShield. Trust your eyes. Trust in your eyes. Understand that this same play that we see multiple times, understand that this is what it is. You know, don't overthink it. Don't overguess it. This is what we've been seeing this whole time. Just believe in that. Let's play fast. That once we kind of calm down, that's all we had to do. We just had to settle in. That is cornerback Shaquille Griffin post-game talking about the adjustments the defense made after the first quarter, and, and it was pretty obvious. You saw them be a little jumpy, kind of jump some routes, and just have to settle down. And once they did, they were good to go. Well, when you're playing the stretch play, which is what uh, the Colts got him on early, and you jump out of gaps, it's the age-old thing, one guy out of a gap, and all of a sudden the guy's gone. Again, I'll go back to the top, and maybe it was uh, – I heard Shaq say it yesterday um, – a really good job for a defense that got rolled by a certain play early to come back and stabilize. It, if you watch the league, that's what you have to do to play a good defense. You are not going to hold teams to six points or, so, or, or nine points very often. But think about it. In, since they felt like they got their feet under them against Seattle, what was the halftime score in Seattle? 17 nothing. Yes. Yes. Uh, so really, two touchdowns in 10 quarters. To Seattle in the third quarter, which, okay, none against the Bills, and they really only gave up the one touchdown drive uh, and did a decent— And it was a short field. Yeah, a short field. So uh, that was winning defense yesterday to me. Yeah. I'll, they I'll gave take a that chance. performance. Yep. Yeah. They were playing chess yesterday, and it was awesome to see. And a couple of guys in particular stand out, but it's my hot take, so I'm going to hold on. We're going to hold off, and we're going to get to highlights. It, that better be a heck of a hot take. It's going to be. Just you I've wait. Been about it. First drive, Jonathan Taylor had 49 yards rushing just in the first drive that put the Jaguars in quite the hole. Jonathan Taylor starting at running back on first down and 10. And it is a handoff to Taylor between the tackles. Has room. There he goes. Taylor down the sideline and shoved out of bounds by Rayshon Jenkins. Team that is 17 extra points. The one miss you just saw on the graphic was his one game with Tennessee. Pursuing Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville goes three. And oh, it's blocked. Punt is blocked. Scooped up by the Colts. And it's taken in. Touchdown. Very quick 10-0 deficit that became 17-0 the next drive before Jamal Agnew provided a very much needed spark. Wait for that support quarter. <laughs> Agnew takes it. Has some room to run. He's got great speed. Agnew down the sideline. Adios, Jamal Agnew. A That's what he does. 66-yard touchdown. 
Jamal Agnew, we talked about that drop pass at the beginning of big things, but then he can do something like this again. Well, look, I don't care about the drop pass. He's not supposed to be your number one receiver. No, no. I mean, he he's going to have some drops. He's not a huge guy. When he's in traffic, he hasn't done that a whole lot. Well, he was a defensive back. Right. He only transitioned being to wide asked receiver to be your number one receiver. Year, right. Yeah. No, I mean, the guy, is he's giving you what? He's giving you a, a kickoff return touchdown, the, the kick six. Yep. He's giving you one rushing, receiving. I mean, now we're just waiting for the punt return, right? I mean, <laughs> no, the guy is giving you everything he could. And the speed, that looked like Fred Taylor in the open field, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was an incredible burst of speed. But you, you can only do so much, and you can't ask him to be DJ Chark no. and make those contested balls on the sideline catches. If he does, great. But he's, what is he, 5'10"? Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's glaring. Trevor's giving him a lot of chances because he's, he's getting open. open. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, a lot of credit to Jamal Agnett. A lot. Uh, there's, this has happened before in the NFL where a guy has changed positions and become really, really good at another. It's rare these days. It's a really impressive thing he's done. Yes, it is. Let's go all the way to the fourth quarter. The Jaguars' offensive drive that the comeback begins. Yes. Here comes the pressure. Lawrence fires looking for Jones, and he makes the catch. Great adjustment along the sideline by Marvin Jones. Farrell in motion. Give the Robinson up over, and he is in. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Following the block of the defensive tackle, Malcolm Brown. Lawrence, shovel pass inside, and they've got it. You know that what made this drive work? The running game. Yeah. James Robinson got off on this drive. He had that 18-yard run after, uh, after this catch by Marvin Jones. The running game had the Colts on their heels. you got to have that running game. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know James Robinson because uh, of COVID. I've been around right. him a whole lot. Uh, my interpretation of what happened yesterday is he must have really had an impressive game in the second half in terms of dealing with pain. He didn't start and didn't play a whole lot in the first half. Knowing what I know about him, the only reason that would happen is if he was really playing through some of that heel. Second half, he was going on it and and was impressive. Uh, He is more and more impressive and more critical as as the season goes on. and uh, turning into one of the better stories this franchise has ever seen. It's going to be interesting to watch how they manage him because mm-hmm. a heel injury for a running back is not something that's all of a sudden going to be solved. It's going to linger throughout the course of the year. So you probably won't see him practice much yeah. until Friday. Nor should he. Yeah. Well, you, no, what he does, he does very, very mm-hmm. well. So, yeah. I mean, you'd like to get him the reps, but and he did, I mean, have him. He, all players need practice. A running back who plays the way he does needs less I, of it. He can do that, and it might even be good for him to not be putting wear and tear on himself. So, in other words, don't worry when he doesn't practice on Wednesday. It means he's not going to play. Yeah, he was a a true game-time decision. We were watching Trent Baalke examine his pregame workout, and it it was close, and he was decided to go. So, credit to him. All right, we go crazy enough. The Jaguars have a chance to win this game, the final drive, even though it seemed like this game was completely out of reach in the first quarter. And let's see what happens at the end of the game. Lawrence is brought down. And the ball comes out. Lawrence fumbles. No signal yet. Colts indicating they have it. But no signal from the officials. If the Colts do come out of the It is Colts football. 
Just... Every turnover is obviously reviewed, so we're going to take a look at this. And it wasn't like his forward progress was stopped. He's still Just the worst way to end the game. You hate that for him, and he was visibly, Trevor Lawrence, visibly frustrated leaving this game. But, I mean, this this is a rookie year, and this is you can't ask for much more from this defense to have a chance to win the game at the final drive. It's those moments of frustration, and, and Dan Arnold alluded to this, yeah. that will define him, right, and how he responds. And... I don't, I just, maybe I'm just hopelessly optimistic, but I don't see how next year we're not talking about what a learning experience this year was and how improved he is, how much more sense of the game going on around him he has. Well, I'm not hopelessly optimistic uh, by nature, but I have no doubt that he's going to be fine and he's going to be very, very good. I didn't even, I did not have time to look at that play this morning. I don't know who was open. It didn't look, uh, I don't have a John, huge problem with no his field open. awareness. <laughs> I don't think that he's not seeing it. Right. I just don't think there's very much, you know, it's all percentage when you talk like this. There's always going to be cases where you miss right. a guy. Generally speaking, I don't think he's missing guys downfield. There, there weren't guys downfield. Right. The only time I saw an open player was the one-wheel route to mm -hmm. LaVisca Chenault. That's it. Yes, he's not getting much help, that's for sure. No. That, is some, that is some highlights from the Jaguars' loss to the Colts. When we come back on the Jaguars' digital network, some hot takes. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle, and Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Renewal by Anderson, official replacement window and door partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, a better way to a better window. For more information, visit online at rbafla.com. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time. It is Monday. It is time for some hot takes. We're going to calm everyone down a little bit this week. Well, no, wait. We're, we're heating people up. Yeah. Oh, either right. way. Okay. Yeah. It's for, it's you for calm Twitter. him down, I'm going to heat him up. All right, let's go, Brian. All right, so uh, the Jaguars defense, you can feel the confidence growing. You can feel the sense that they've got that they can impact the game, turn the game around. Um, they needed to do more yesterday. They needed to, to create a turnover, a takeaway, a short field, something. And what I'm saying is, is just watching them get better from the end of the first quarter to the end of the game and over the last couple of weeks. I say they get there this week against the Niners and the next week against the Falcons. They take that next step and become a takeaway team again and give their chance, give their team a chance mm -hmm. to win. I say the Jaguars win the next two on the strength of the defense, creating more opportunities for the offense. Wow. Yep. I'm liking it. I'm in right. on it. I'm in on it. I, I really believe in this defense, mm -hmm. and I really think that you're going to see this quarterback be able to do some things because the defense is going to give him a chance. They will respond in a big way because of the way that they were in the postgame locker room, listening. I'm telling you, the defense is going to take another step this week, and that'll be the difference. Yeah, and it's favorable matchups as well when you look at this. Could be. I mean, Emo <laughs> Samuel's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, my hot take – are we going to my hot take? Sure. Okay. Um, you don't have a comment. I mean, you were uh, well, the whole time. It better be good. Uh, mine is also about the defense. So uh, – that's why I didn't have much on yours. I had my own. Oh, because you would go. Okay. I'm a little more worked up about the Trevor thing, but I knew we were talking about that at the top. Uh, this game impressed me more, and I'm really agreeing with you. Uh, it impressed me more than the Bills game 
because it made me believe more. Yeah. And this is a team, meaning the Colts, who are much more balanced in the Bills. I don't think they're a better offense, but they're much more balanced. And to me, it, it took more doing it on the road, having to do it a second time. I go back to, to what I said at the top. Smoot, Allen, Jack. Uh, if you're not a believer in Josh Allen right now, yeah. right. you're not watching it. That is a huge development. As, as Trevor gets better and becomes a franchise guy, if, if Josh is the player he's shown for the last month, you've got your cornerstones on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Not that many teams have that. Let me tell you also, Malcolm Brown and Taven Bryan yesterday, and I don't want to dismiss Roy Robertson yeah. Harris. He was too. But yeah. Malcolm Brown and Taven Bryan were in on nearly every tackle between the tackles. I mean, they were all over disruptive mm-hmm. back-to-back games for Taven Bryan. We were like, Taven's wow. starting to get interesting. And yes. I wrote it off last it's quite week. quite the story. Right. It was one. Uh, two is more than one. Let right. me tell you something. <laughs> it is. Quentin Nelson is the best interior lineman in football. And I know he's got an ankle, so he wasn't 100%. But he was out there on the field. I got yeah. two of them. Taven Brown turned him upside down, or Taven Brown, Taven Bryan turned him upside down three or four times yep. in, in that second quarter, third quarter, where the Jaguars totally shut down Taylor, and he was the reason why. So, I mean, they, they've, they've got some nice pieces, yeah. and, and that's why I think if, if Tyson Campbell can continue to get better. Mm-hmm. And, you had know, a he, great he pass some, breakup had, yesterday. He had some good moments yesterday. He had some moments where you want to see more. Um, then we're going to see this defense go. You're right. It was more impressive because they had to play Jonathan Taylor. They had to. They couldn't stop the run on the way to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had to stop the run to get to the quarterback, and they did a good job. Yeah, and had to come back from a huge 17 and nothing hole. All right, yeah. my hot take is tight end Dan Arnold is becoming Trevor Lawrence's biggest asset. I was talking to a Saints fan the other day, and I was talking about how this trade has been really good for the Jaguars, C.J. Henderson for Dan Arnold, and they said, yeah, but – I'll never forget Dan Arnold for dropping that ball in the NFC Championship game. And he spoke about that postgame, saying how he didn't let that moment define him for the rest of his career and how he sat with Trevor postgame in the locker room and said, don't let that fumble define you. Dan Arnold is really impressive. At least on the podium, he, he really is honest and tells you how it is. And for him to sit there with the rookie quarterback, Trevor needs that right now. He has Marvin Jones, who's a veteran presence, but he needs more of that. And Dan Arnold is becoming that. He might be Trevor's biggest asset and also on the field as becoming one of those deep threats that Trevor needs. Well, he might be the best uh, acquisition mm-hmm. that the coach and the general manager have had, right? Because Urban Meyer came in and talked about how much he wanted him in free agency, yep. but they couldn't quite land him. Look, the Jaguars have tried. I mean, uh, Julius Thomas, anybody remember the money they gave him? They drafted Josh Oliver in the third round. I mean, they tried to move up at different times and find tight ends, and here you've got a difference maker, right? Moving the chains, keeping drives alive, the safety valve, and he came to you uh, along with a third-round pick for a cornerback that they had given up on. Good move. Yeah, yeah I would love to see, and I will see it next year, what Dan Arnold can be with receivers to spread the field. Oh, yeah. Um, because when you look at it, I don't be overly optimistic about an offense that's scoring 11 points a game the last three weeks. But there's some weapons. If you think you've got Taylor. Taylor. Robinson. Uh, Robinson. <laughs> uh, Lawrence. I, get it. I like Taylor. I, I was trying to say Trevor. Yeah. And it's, I'm tired. It was a long trip. Uh, <laughs> Arnold, Robinson, and Lawrence. You feel like you're almost set there? Yeah. Put two receivers behind a decent offensive line. It may not take very long for this offense to get better if 
if they get a weapon or two on the outside. I think that if you get a weapon or two on the outside, you've got another weapon waiting in LaVisca Chenault, who is a mismatch on linebackers yeah. and safeties. But you're not getting there because you need him outside. So you're absolutely right, John. You go find that game-breaking wide receiver, that guy who can really take the safety, take the top off, as they like to say, and all of a sudden pieces start to fall into mm -hmm. place that maybe you don't see right mm -hmm. now because you're too close to it. Yeah, and not to mention Travis Etienne coming back. Uh -huh. We've seen nothing from him. We have no idea what his potential right. is, sure. but it can only help right now. Mismatches, he it's a game of matchups. Yep. On paper, Etienne ought to be what Agnew did on that 66-yard yes. run. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't it be interesting if they had two of that? Yeah, right? certainly would Well, help. and if you get ETN back and healthy, then all of a sudden you do have two of them. Right. Yep, and that would be a lovely issue to have. Maybe three. Yep, and that is Hot Takes when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. One to grow on here on the Jaguars Digital Network. Get ready for the best barbecue in the nation to be here in Jacksonville coming in December, the Jacksonville Barbecue Festival. Ten pit masters, including Jacksonville's very own Bonos, are cooking up 30,000 pounds of meat. These pit masters will teach you how to be the master of your own backyard with live demonstrations throughout the weekend. Visit bbqfestjacks.com. We are back, Jaguars Drive Time, Monday morning for one more segment. It is one to grow on. We're ending on an optimistic note. Who do you want to go on? I'm going with Malcolm Brown. You know, I've been impressed with him I, I, because of COVID. I don't know him. Yeah. Uh, but people who I know who do say he's a good dude with a lot of energy. And you could see it lines up in the backfield. He's in the backfield as a defensive tackle. Um, with a nod to Taven Bryan, because I almost went with him. I think Malcolm Brown is an energetic guy on the inside, and they're going to need him the next eight games. Uh, tremendous trade in the offseason to bring in a guy who can be so versatile for you. Mm -hmm. I'm liking it. I'm tired today, Shalana. Uh, I'm, I've I'm noticed. tired of the Trevor criticism. <laughs> I'm particularly tired of the criticism of Shaq Griffin. Uh, and I think he's my one to grow on. Um, <laughs> sorry, Max. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, Shaq Griffin could have had an interception yesterday. That's the fourth that he could have had. And he, he's killing himself. And I'm, I'm getting letters from people or emails. Nobody writes letters anymore. <laughs> All right, you want to about, like. Oh, he's a waste of money. He's a huge disappointment. Look, he's playing really good yeah. cornerback. I, if I'm a GM and, and signing a cornerback, I hope they get interceptions. I need them to shut down receivers. I need them to have their hands on passes. To me, if a cornerback gets his hand on the pass, he's done his job. If he catches it, it's a bonus. Mm -hmm. Shaq Griffin is fine. I do think he'll get a pick. He'll turn something into something that he wants to do so desperately. But he is not playing poorly whatsoever, Schlen. He's also a great guy. He comes in every single win or lose. Yes. He's there. And he's a leader in the something. locker room. He's the culture guy. He is a tremendous one. Good yeah. one, John. Shadowed Michael Pittman, you, and You're he's welcome. making that adjustment where he's shadowing that number one receiver, and, yeah. and we didn't see much from Michael Pittman. We saw those explosive right. plays, but that's going to happen with that the receiver. Up in the NFL. Yes. I mean, that's going to happen occasionally. He's fine. This he team is. is getting better because of players like Shaq and Malcolm Brown and Taven Bryan. And Roy Robertson Harris, yes. who's my one to grow on. Bears fans, I remember when they acquired him in free agency, said, oh, 
We missed a good one. You're going to love Roy Robertson-Harris. And he's been dealing with an injury at the beginning of the season, and we didn't see much from him. And I said, I don't know what's going on, but I haven't seen that splash that everyone's talking about with Roy Robertson-Harris. Until the past couple of weeks, he's been on the field. He's been making an impact and showing us this free agency class is improving in the right direction. Just to kind of end it, look, I, I understand people pay good hard money and they want to see wins and losses. But I've said since the beginning that this year is not about the record. It's about the development. Mm-hmm. And right now, even at two and seven, the development is tangible for this football team. And my hot take, I think the next two weeks, people will be happier because of the defense. Just hold on. Yes. What's impressive. Patience is key. You guys alluded to it. You now have a defensive line that is capable of coming at you in waves. Yes. Uh, that's what this defense – it's what all defenses need. But when you're talking about uh, Taven Bryan, Roy Robinson, Harris, Smoot, a lot of guys who are probably never going to make the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. but they are making impacts and they have numbers up front defensively. Hasn't been that way since probably mid-2018. If Brian has another big game, I'm going to have a hot take. <laughs> oh, boy. A rem is scorching take. Here we go. And that is Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday morning. Stay tuned. Head coach Urban Meyer at 145. You can watch that on Jaguars.com live. We will be back Wednesday morning here on Jaguars Drive Time.